This, this, this is you. K U T. K U T. Austin. Stop. I used to get mad at my Welcome to Higher Ed, KUT's podcast focusing on issues of higher education, lifelong learning, and exercising the brain. I'm Jennifer Staten with KUT 90.5, Austin's NPR station, talking as always with Dr. Ed Berger, president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. Hello, Ed. Hello, Jennifer. And uh, how would you describe yourself today? Um, I'm about five foot five, brown hair. <laughs> Is that what you mean? No. Well, I mean, it's just saying, how are you? I was trying to say. You know, so I'm. Uh, we add are, the adjective. Add the so we're taping this episode on a Friday. I'm a little yes. tired. It's Friday afternoon. I'm a little. I'm a little tired. And the weekend? Are you going to have fun? I am going to have some fun this okay. weekend. Yes. yes. So and and some sleep and often those are the same thing. <laughs> exactly. When you get to my age, that is fun. sleep. Sleep is fun. So sleep I'm, and eating. I'm looking fun, forward to fun that. activity, fun um, recreation. This concept of labels, I've always found really interesting in the setting of academia and school and learning. And here's what I'm thinking about in particular. I'm thinking back to when I was in school, grade school, junior high, high school. So we're talking 70s, 80s. Oh, look at you revealing. See, you're you're labeling yourself now. I'm labeling myself. Okay. Um, It was really uncool to know the answers and be smart. Mm. Like if you knew answers to questions and you raise your hand in class, like people would make fun of you. Teacher's pet. Oh, man. That is. (laughs) Yes. Teacher's pet. (laughs) Know it all. And I'm just I want to have a discussion about. (laughs) <laughs> use of labels like that and when it became uncool to know stuff a yeah. and b share that like i thought that should be a good thing that's celebrated but right in some formal education settings it's the opposite and i'm talking about teachers necessarily i'm talking about peers yeah you know that's so interesting by the way <laughs> the other one i was I, what i was called when i was it was a brown noser have you heard well, that expression yeah. and i want to, i want to explain where the, how that derives itself. everybody but will know anyway if they've heard that that's know. the one I, yeah. I i was accused yes. of many many times but um i think that that's changed you do i do i think that now it is cool to be smart i think it's cool yeah you know, in fact even in like in music you know people talk about how it's cool to be a nerd and to like science and 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 i think that's changing but but when i was younger and i you know and i'm that that's a journey further back than even for in your case uh it was definitely what you describe which is your teacher's pet your brown noser you know and, and therefore you're now ostracized because you're not cool but when i see young people today and i'm not just talking about on my campus where they're young adults, but I'm talking about like at elementary school. Well, and you spend a lot of time at all grade and age levels exactly. in school. Exactly. At least with, you know, folks that are interested, you know, that are doing math. You know, yeah. I tend to talk to math students and, and math classes. But at all grade levels, now knowing the answer, raising your hand, engaging with the teacher or the professor or the instructor in general uh, is actually kind of a cool thing. And and I think that this is one of the few directions where I think we've actually evolved and actually made forward progress in how we view, um, 
I don't want to say being smart, but being engaged and, and trying and and being open to learning more so than than when when you were you know smaller and when I was smaller. Well, what do you think accounts for that? What sounds like quite a positive change where building that body of knowledge and sharing it is more celebrated rather than denigrated. How how do you think we got there? Well, I don't know. Of course, you need an anthropologist or sociologist <laughs> or psychologist, and I'm just a mathematician, so I'm not going to be having any help. But just my own guesses would would include um, a few things. First of all, I think that uh, even though I don't think we value education um, as much as many other countries value education, I think we're we're slowly culturally valuing education at least um, uh, in the abstract in a higher way than we did before. And, and that's part of the coolness, right? That, oh, you know, that person's smart. Oh, that's cool kind of thing. So I, I think there's that element to it. But another element that I'll throw out just because I'm in in the world of math where it had been for for generations a thing for for males – and women were told and, and girls were told, oh, you know, it's math. You know, you shouldn't be doing math. And, and of course, we're trying to change that. And I'd say that we are kind of in the process of changing that. We have more girls that are being encouraged to, to, to enjoy mathematics and more women to go on and, and become mathematicians or at least go into the, the mathematical sciences. And I think that, that part of it might be that, that it's, that it's cool to be smart. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, that's part of the cultural change that might be coming about. Well, and what prompted me to want to discuss this topic was the whole concept of labels in the first place. So what I find interesting also is that something and it, it's I'm sure a broader issue than just within a classroom or, or an uh, educational setting is that we feel the need to even use some kind of label at all. Yeah. So the fact that the person sitting in front of me in a row of desks might know most of the answers to math questions that I don't know. And then I might run and tell my friend after class, oh, so-and-so knew all the answers. He's a real smarty pants. Like, why do, why do I even feel the need to put a label? Yeah. Or instead of just saying, hey, wow, so-and-so is really, like, gets this math thing that I'm struggling with. That's really cool. Which just seems like we well, – that, But I that's say, a label too, though. That's to a label that as cool. well. Yeah. See, I did it again. Yeah. It's just interesting to me our, our sort of – um, compulsion to categorize and label. This person goes in this slot. This person goes in that slot. Well, I mean, uh, one of the things that we've talked about many times, and I write about it in my recent book, is this this exercise, this practice of adding the adjective, and then we see things. And that's what labels are. Labels are adjectives, and it allows us to see things. And some of those things, in fact, might be invisible to some people. And so pointing them out might, in fact, be a value. And other things uh, might be uh, an adjective that we put upon something because we're jealous or uh, we don't understand or, you know, uh, it just is not our cup of tea or whatever. And and, and so, you know, I, I think the labels are very human. I think that we as human beings, we, we, we do that. We do like to ca- – that, that, that allows us to understand something even if we're not understanding it very deeply. But at least to think we're understanding it is to give it a name and, and I think that we do that a lot. I think sometimes we do it in ways that aren't particularly helpful and other times we do it. It actually allows us to understand things deeper. But what's, what I find interesting about your comment, Jennifer, is that you know when you – have the label be negative, like that person's a smarty pants, you know, I'm not going to talk to that person. Or, wow, that person really understands that stuff, you know, how cool. It's a mindset. And so what I would challenge all of us to do is not to 
uh, is, is to acknowledge the fact that we put labels on everything, but then to say how are our biases in uh, uh, finding themselves and influencing those labels themselves at when we're putting on a negative cast or a positive cast or even a neutral cast? What is that saying about us when we label something? Right, because that's, that's where it starts. It's not external. It's really more internal. That's right. All right, so I don't want to label myself anything related to the puzzler, but I will say that from time to time I struggle with the puzzler. That's just an accurate description. No labels there. No labels there. But it is time for a new puzzler. Ah, new. Now that's a label. Right. A fresh, <laughs> There's exciting a label. All new right, puzzler. All right, all right, all right. Great segue. Hey, uh, I actually saw this, and I thought I would ask it to our listeners. Oh, this great. actually is a – a question that uh, came from a, um, a national mathematics contest Whoa. back in uh, 1991. You weren't even alive. Yes, yes, I was. Uh, and so, so this is a very mathy. Okay, I'm question. ready. And I, I thought I'd warm you up with it a little bit, just to kind of get you in the mood for what this question is going to be. Okay. So, if I were to say that in two days' time, it would be a Friday, then uh, what day would it be today? Well, today would likely be Wednesday Correct, because exactly. 48 hours later would be Friday. Right, exactly. So, so that's the spirit of this puzzle, but this one's a little bit more challenging. And so here is the question from the uh, National Mathematics Contest back in 1991. Okay. Three days ago, yesterday was the day before Sunday. What day will it be tomorrow? And I'm going to say that again yes. because that's very fast. And yes. so, and I'll, and I'll add a little, <laughs> I'll add a little bit of um, Ed Berger, you know, um, uh, happiness to it. Okay. So, so imagine that we are on a day such that three days ago we would say that yesterday was the day before Sunday. The question for us is, what day will it be tomorrow? Okay. In that hypothetical. So I try to add a couple extra words to, okay. to make it a little so bit more. So three days ago, yesterday was the day before Sunday. Correct. A.K.A. Saturday. So now the question is, what day is tomorrow? Uh, that Did question I get is, it? what day is tomorrow? That's exactly okay. right. Yes, you, I think you got it. I think All you right. got it. I have jotted this down. Yeah, this one requires a little bit of thinking. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, I, I, I was able to get the correct answer for the record, okay. um, but I did have to think about it. Well, yeah, sure. It's not – well, all the yesterdays and tomorrows and you know. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creep in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time, and all our shadows have lighted fools to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. Life's but a walking something – oh, shoot, I was so close there. My Macbeth. My attempt at Macbeth. <laughs> so may we label you as a fan of Shakespeare? Uh no no, no. I, I like some Shakespeare and and yeah I I but that's one I haven't in fact would you like to hear some Shakespeare perhaps in a future episode <laughs> um I did have one that's, more that's a label of no by the way ladies and gentlemen I who did are have one more point yes. I hoped we could cover please. as we wrap up this episode please, please. you know we've been talking about labels positive and negative you know teacher's pet brown noser I'm wondering if from your perspective and by that I mean obviously President of a university, but also you've been in the classroom with college students, with really students of all ages. What does it do to students when they are labeled in that way? I mean, it's got to have some impact on learning 
to be told, you know, you're trying to have fun and you're getting answers right and you're cruising and then you hear our teacher's pet coming from, a, you know, a few rows back. What does it do to students when they are labeled either positively or negatively? How does that impact their their learning and their educational experience? I would conjecture that that they have significant influence both ways. So if if someone is looked at as, wow, that person's so cool, that person knows everything – uh, then I think it actually amplifies that and and encourages them to go on. And when you have a student who you know is called, oh, that person's dumb, doesn't know any of the answers, or that person you know just is trying to impress the teacher and 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 is a teacher's pet, then it actually I think stifles that creativity and that uh, potential intellectual growth, which is really really sad. Conversely, I think that teachers and instructors and professors. Um, intentionally or or otherwise put labels on students and and that's really hard to try to dismiss so you know if you've got that student who you just think is wonderful you really you know don't want to treat that student dramatically different than you treat other students and if you've got that quirky student you, you can't just roll your eyes when that quirky student makes a comment because then all the students will see that and you've just labeled that student and so I find it uh, when I'm in the classroom teaching that I really need to focus uh, and be mindful of the reality that my reaction can be mirrored. And so even if I just you know roll my eyes and say you know well that was a crazy thing, uh, even if I do that in jest and I don't mean any harm to it, that can have negative implications. And so it's. Not that we should now just be automatrons and, and not emote, but we just need to be careful of our emotions and whenever possible try to make them as positive as possible when, when, when we're trying to reinforce someone who's going out there and being brave to give answers, whether they're right or wrong, uh, trying to think through material and make it their own, whether they're doing it or not, and, and try to reward that with, with appropriate labels. Well, Dr. Ed Berger, thank you for helping us keep things as positive as possible. Dr. Ed Berger is president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. You can find out more at southwestern.edu. And you can keep your brain busy by keeping up with the news and other episodes of Higher Ed at KUT.org and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jennifer Staten, KUT News.